0: That's right. Good evening and welcome into this IdahoSports.com a special edition of the PrepCast where tonight we are going to be talking about all things Max Preps. My name is Brandon Bainey. Thank you for tuning in live tonight on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. If you're not on social media, we are also broadcasting tonight's PrepCast on our website, IdahoSports.com. If you click on the Game Streams tab at the top of the page, you click on that, you'll see a link for tonight's show also. Uh, But if you want to participate in the conversation, and believe me, this is why we're doing this is so you, the fans, parents players etc can all be a part of this conversation Uh, we certainly encourage that you have to be on social media drop your comments uh, in and we will uh, throw them up on the screen and add to the discussion and as you're sitting here tonight as well if you could hit that like button and then share this this will help everybody who isn't able to be here tonight find it a little easier on social media okay my name is Brandon Bainey let's meet our panel because they have much more interesting things to say than I do tonight we'll start with Paul Kingsbury, the general manager at IdahoSports.com. Good evening, Paul.
1: Good evening, Brandon. Happy to be here. Merry Christmas.
0: I see you wore your best uh, shirt uh, there.
1: <laughs> I did. My the, the buttons on my jacket broke. So unfortunately, it's going to be hanging out tonight. Yeah. I can't find my jacket, but I should just be here with the tie down. So I, I didn't. I didn't get the memo on what the dress was, so I just assumed it was Christmas sweaters.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Well, let's go uh, to another well-dressed man this evening, Scott Burton in the Magic Valley. Hello, Scott. You've got your ugly Christmas sweater on also. Hey,
2: you calling the Rams ugly? Yeah, a little offensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, I thought this is what we were doing. It was like a Christmas theme. So I've got Christmas tree behind me, Christmas sweater that's actually blinking. It's, I like it. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I like your, whatever that is you've got going on. Very nice. Nicely. <laughs> you've been working out? A little bit. I didn't want to brag, but yeah, a little it's, bit. It's yeah. been well, noticed.
0: Yeah. Scott's, Scott's shirt really ties the room together. That's for sure. Uh, Scott Burton is a broadcaster at idahosports.com. In addition, though, his day job, he is the athletic director at Jerome High School. So... What he uh, has to say is very important to the conversation because none of us are ADs and Scott is. Uh, also here tonight, Logan Green, uh, our director of sales and broadcaster at IdahoSports.com as well. Logan, you and I are kind of like the common folk here. Paul and Scott are kind of up on these perched lofts and you and I are just the regular Joes.
3: Yeah, I'm just a regular Joe. I, I don't work out like Paul. I'm the fat kid that went to In and Out last night at midnight so that I could uh, enjoy the hype, and uh, I will say it was worth it. It was it was really good, so uh, I'll be back for another midnight run to In and Out.
0: Okay, well, hopefully we're not going until midnight, but I guess it all depends on you know how how many comments, uh, how much feedback we get from everybody that's tuned in live tonight. So we are here to talk about Max Preps, and this is the a topic that's come up. Time and again, but we thought with the most recent uh, Idaho High School Activities Association board meeting taking place last week, uh, Max Preps was brought up numerous times. And so we thought this was a timely uh, point to bring up the conversation again and just present to you some of the things that we have seen just from this past school year. We're going to be light on the opinions tonight. Normally we come in hot with, with our opinions on things. This is going to be pretty fact-based. We're just going to present some facts to you, the, the viewers, and then let you come to your own conclusion. But uh, I think we can start with this basic premise, Paul, Yeah. where where we're at with the state tournaments using the max preps rankings. We are light years ahead of where we used to be, which was, okay, we predetermined the bracket and right. District 3 is going to play District 4, even if those are the best two teams in the state. That's right. the way we drew up the bracket, you know, six months ago.
1: Right. And, and I came up a lot like Scott, actually. I I grew up uh, in that bracket um, era, and then, you know, both as a player and then with Idaho sports from, you know, from the early uh, – from, from the turn of the century – Love saying that, and and so you know all the way through there, it, that that's just the way it was, right? There was complaining about it. Oh, the number one and two team played in the semis. It happened once in a while. Well, that's what happens. And and yeah, I I, I applaud the the effort to improve, to evolve, to make things better. Absolutely. Um, is it better than ping pong balls in a Folgers coffee can? Absolutely. Um, but I, I, like you said here tonight, we're we're just here to lay down some things that. We're hearing that facts we know and let the chips fall where they may, but it uh, is the system. Better? And I think we're going to see a lot of quotes tonight as well and, and whatnot. Is it, is it better? Yeah. I mean, especially from a broadcaster standpoint, you guys would agree. It's better for a tournament to be, you know, you get the number one versus two or two versus three, you know, you get the top two or three teams in that championship. That's the goal. And and so far I think that's that's happened most of the time
0: yeah, generally speaking, the top four seeds are the teams that are playing in the semifinals. So in addition yeah. uh, for this show tonight, we we conducted a poll. We sent uh, a poll out to uh, several athletic directors, volleyball coaches, and football coaches because those are the fall sports that we're going to discuss more in depth and and we asked them to give their opinions and and ask them a couple of survey questions as it were. We gave them the option to remain anonymous or to, Stay and, and put their name out in front of what they were saying. And so you'll get a, a mix of uh yeah. coaches quotes as well as anonymous quotes tonight. Um, but we asked them one of the questions: are tournaments better off with the max prep's rankings as opposed to the old system that was a predetermined bracket? 75% said yes, we're in a better spot. Now, 25% still said no. Um, but 75% I think is a pretty good poll number. And and yeah. for the most part, you know, here are some of the responses. This is from um, Greg basic athletic director at skyline. Yes, I think it rewards a regular season body of work, especially when having played tough opponents An anonymous five, a athletic director says, I believe it gets the best teams playing each other later in the tournament rather than playing in the first round. Uh, a one AD one athletic director says I've seen multiple examples of how you truly get one versus two in championships with max preps where in previous years, the predetermined bracketing wouldn't have allowed that. A 3A volleyball coach tells us we are getting closer to getting the best teams in the state to the state tournament. And Casey Grove, athletic director at Homedale, says anything was better than the predetermined brackets we used to have. With most sports, the goal is to separate the top four teams, and I think Max Preps has done that. Are there exceptions? Yes, but for the most part, Max Preps has done a pretty good job and is pretty accurate with the rankings, especially in football. Now, we did have a couple of dissenters. An anonymous foray a football coach says without knowing the formula for the rankings, it is hard to comment or value the ranking. And we'll talk about that lack of transparency coming up in just a little bit. Um, And also Tom Harrison, the head football coach at Weezer. He is Idaho's winningest coach of all time championships at Snake River, Raft River, Pocatello. And Weezer, most recently, he says, as a result of max preps ranking on win margins, coaches are resorting to running up the score. So they're in a better position to host playoff games. This hurts second and third string players because they don't get in. How is that a good thing? We are pissing off fellow coaches, our own players and parents. And so you already see some pretty strong opinions coming out on both sides of the ledger. But as we go into tonight's breakdown here, Logan, it's going to boil down to three basic issues. One, transparency or the lack thereof. Two, data entry, a.k.a. are all the scores in? No, they're not. And number three, accuracy. And that kind of ties in with number two, Logan. But this is something that's been brewing for a while. And I think this was a good time to finally address the topic since it was just discussed at the IHSAA board meeting.
3: Yeah. And I I mean, I agree with 75 percent right that that it is better because it is generally when we get down to to the final four we are seeing the best four teams left are there exceptions obviously you know there are some tournaments where we didn't see that and, and, and and you know one thing we'll hit on later is but are those one through four in the right spot you know sometimes they're not at least from you know one example we'll talk about later and it's not only fair to them but it's it's not fair to the you know the lower seed that now has to play a better team. So, you know, there there could be a discussion either way about it. Um, but in general, I think it's better. And then, you know, at least on paper from what we've seen so far. Um, but like you said, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, those three points you talked about. And I, and I equate this much to like a, a paper um, that you would write for school, right? What do I need to do to get an A? And I think that that is what uh, athletic directors, coaches, everybody in between is looking for. You know you want to know if you're going to use this to grade my exam? What should I be studying? What books should I read? Um, should I watch a movie or should I read a another you know uh, peer-reviewed article? What wh- where where should I go to write my paper correctly? And I think that that is the ultimate overarching thing that people are looking for.
0: Yeah, well, let's clear a low hurdle first—a pretty easy one. There's been talk about sportsmanship and teams trying to run up the score. The score. We asked in our survey, you know, do you feel sportsmanship has gone down? Seventy-six percent said no; only twenty-four percent said yes. Scott, this is something that uh, we've talked about with this just. Not well communicated. Uh, typically when a team forfeits, the old standard has always been, okay, you're reported as two nothing. That's kind of the minimum number of points you can score in a football game or in a you know volleyball match, best two out of three. Um, and so the first year we used max preps, there were a couple of teams that forfeited. They got put in as two nothing. And then someone somewhere discovered, oh, the max preps formula actually caps uh, the margin of victory at 15 points. So then all of a sudden those forfeits were turning into 15 to nothing games instead of two to nothing games. So Scott, I do think that's one positive is with the margin of victory being capped, it does prevent a lot of that running up the score unnecessarily.
2: You know, it it does, but the the problem that it presented, excuse me, was that it just was unclear what everything was supposed to be. You know, I mean, you you hit it on the three points that we're going to talk about in depth tonight. And the big one is transparency is, if we send out a survey and everything was transparent, then we should be getting back hundred percent of the same answer, but we're not. Uh, in fact, we're quite divided on some of it, you know, and as far as the the sportsmanship goes, you know, most of the time you are just going to run into the people that are just going to do it regardless, you know? And so the 15 points is great. Um, but I don't, you know, you're going to find yourself a few times in that situation to where you're up by 10. You could end the game, but you need to punch one in for the max preps things if you're really paying attention to that. you know. But part of it, too, is the same thing. You, you talk about transparency with the coaches and not knowing, but the transparency with the fans and the general public as well. Because if you see a team that is up by 10 and you're wondering why are they trying to march down and punch it in, if they don't understand, then all of a sudden sportsmanship just turns the other way. Because now you get a fan base that's turning on a team, not understanding what's happening on the field. You know? And so it, it all centers around us being on the same page. Coaches, players, fans, everybody. So they can watch a game and know what's going on. Because we're so quick to point bad sportsmanship, bad sportsmanship. When there is a lot of that going on, don't get me wrong. But there are times where there's a method to it. You know what I'm saying? And, Scott. and I think it's transparency.
1: You know, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think, you know, we're talking 15 points for football. Moving forward to basketball, is it 21 points? I believe it's 21 points. So what happens when you're late in the fourth and you're up by 18 and all of a sudden the team starts, you know, running plays for three-point shots to get that, you know, 21 points or more? People in the stands, even if I'm a coach, I'm, I'm still ticked, <clears> even <throat> if I understand what's going on. Yeah.
2: but No, I, I, like I, I, feel, I agree. And, and, ooh, yeah. It's a very fine line that we're starting to walk with these point values. And I'm not saying that when I watch a football game, I like what I see, because I think you should still take a knee and be absolutely graceful in victory. But at the same time, not every coach has that mindset. They got into coaching for a reason, and it's because they have that kind of attack mentality uh, where they are aggressive. But there comes a time where we're walking that fine line between, do I really need to score here? Or how long do I keep my starters in? Um, what do I do? And, boy, I, we're, we're going to be fighting that battle and seeing that play out for quite some time as long as this system's in place.
1: And and, and there's – sorry, I cut you off, Brandon. But there's there's buzzwords that we're going to be hearing tonight uh, that, that have been bounced around. And I think one of them from our end and from the you know coach's end especially is we're playing by the rules that we're given. And that's all they're doing. You know, taking a knee in the end, is it going to hurt their team? with you know as far as playoff chances what do they do that's a hard decision to make but if you are in the game to to win and get your team as far into the playoffs as you can yeah you're you're going to play by the rules that you're given even if those rules end up making you look like a jerk
0: yeah it's it's a it's a really big problem when there's no clear communication from the top which in this case would be max preps max prep should communicate to the ihsaa the ihsaa should communicate to athletic directors athletic directors to coaches and then coaches to their parents and the fans is how that trickle down should work but there's just a couple of missing links somewhere along the way and and you talked about 21 points for basketball 15 points for football we we did our homework on this topic uh, for weeks leading up to this special. I looked high and low on the max preps website. I could not find anywhere where it actually says margin of victory is capped at this amount of points. I know i somebody, a coach or somebody told me somewhere down the line, but that, but that's the problem. You go to max preps and you get this vague corporate speak description of what their rating is that doesn't help anybody with anything. And so it, it just leads to confusion. This weird its head during volleyball in 2021, where the rule was volleyball coaches were supposed to only report results that were a best two out of three set. Sometimes you go to these big tournaments during the season and for time constraints, you end up playing a two match set. And those matches are not supposed to be included. Well, we got an email pretty early on in September after one of these big tournaments from a volleyball coach. I've uh, redacted the names on it, but here's, here's the email that we got that was sent. Volleyball false reporting is in the subject. Hi, I got your email from our AD copied here. The volleyball coach is reporting to Max Preps information that is not accurate. We're not supposed to report matches in tournaments that are not full matches. She reported all her pool matches on Friday, which were only two sets played total, not two out of the three. Um, the games we played were split 1-1, so it was a tie because no deciding set was played. I understand mistakes happen, but with everything for state being ranked for Max Preps this year, we need to have accuracy in our reporting. Please have her correct this. I've also copied my contact from Idaho Sports so he can make the correction on his end. And, and Logan, this is what we're talking about. There's no clear directive from the top. A coach goes in and reports a, a score that's a tie 1-1 when they weren't supposed to. It's the opposing coach that's going, hey, don't do this. And that coach shouldn't have to reach out to that school's athletic director to correct this problem.
3: Yeah and it seems like it's it's a common thing where if a if a mistake is made whether it's on purpose or it's an accident that it's been difficult to get it rectified like in this situation right here and if people aren't on the same page I, you know in the grand scheme of things it's probably you know a ripple in the pond right but that ripple rolls on and it affects things at the edge of the pond and i think that's you know that's the overarching thing like is it the one game does it really matter what it looks like on the website no Um, but, but it's what happens at the end of the day. And so I think that's where this is all coming from is that, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to to do to keep track of it. And that's something that we pride ourselves on right here is that we're, we're here trying to keep track. We know firsthand how difficult it is because Mm -hmm. it is. And, you know, so we, you know, we take pride in trying to get all that information and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be like that, you know? Yeah hopefully we can figure something out here.
0: So Paul, using that premise, yeah. 2021, no two-set matches are supposed to be reported. I went back and looked from 2021 at the Idaho standings and and we're going to we're going to name specific schools throughout the night. Please keep in mind, we're not doing this to put any schools on blast, okay? We're not blaming the schools. It's not their fault. There should be a governing body that should be assisting these schools to make sure that everything in their power is being done to make sure we've got an accurate picture. Paul, I went back and looked Orofino, Lakeland, Burley, Blackfoot, Meridian, Emmett, Snake River, Valley View, Bora, Bishop Kelly, all had a tie on their record when they shouldn't have skyline and Pocatello each had two ties. And you're talking about in a max preps rating, the difference between a tie and a, and a win or a loss or a no report. It does affect that formula.
1: It does, and going back to what Logan said, it's a ripple effect, and it goes down and it goes down, and and one thing that that I'm not sure that I, I I agree with or or what to do about it, but a lot of coaches use max preps for their their stats, right? You you can put post all your stats for your players, who can then give them to the colleges, and if you're not allowed to put in those games that matter then you're not going to have complete stats for the season and that player's not going to have complete stats. So you're hurting the student athlete by not allowing to have every game put in. But what do you do? Um, and I haven't heard that argument. Um, I don't think I've heard that argument, but uh, I sometimes I have my own thoughts, which is scary. But I think that one is, why can't you put those in because of of stats? But I also understand not. But when you've got some doing it, some not, And it's the Wild West out there. Kate, that's fine for everyday situations, but not when they matter for a state tournament seating or a state tournament bracket setting, um, all of the above.
0: So, Scott, we have this problem in the very first year of only – results that were two out of three are supposed to be reported. Well, not everybody was following that standard. So uh what was the solution? Well we're just gonna take away all the in season tournament results. None of those are gonna count <laughs> towards the overall only your in-season regular season matchups um that are not at tournaments were going to count. And as we're seeing from volleyball coaches now that responded to our survey that's not a better solution. Here's Michelle Dodds, the head coach at Hawaii. The approval of tournament matches counting towards seeding is hopefully going to help with correct seeding. District 3 has the majority of the teams in the state. The teams in the Southern Idaho Conference must play every team in the conference, regardless of how many points are given for a win or loss. Strength of schedule will always hinder the 5A and 6A schools in the SIC. Here is Madison's first-year head coach, Whitney Howard. This system this year actually benefited her team, but here she is saying... I like the max prep seating over the preceded bracket, but this year was so janky, so janky once they took out tournament play. And this is a coach whose team benefited from not having in season tournament results reported the way it was seated with tournament play. I thought was a very accurate portrayal of the teams in the state. I would argue that tournaments need to count towards the final state seating. And then we had an anonymous three, a volleyball coach here, big, long answer. And we appreciated that, but
2: essentially
0: Um, she said that I'm, I'm sure there will be many teams that will input matches that are only two sets, not best two out of three. It doesn't appear that there will be an easy way to figure out which should be included and which should not. I believe that whatever is decided needs to be more clear to coaches on what to include and what to keep out. It was all over the board on what was being done this past season. And Scott, that is the crux of the issue. There is no directive from the top of, Hey, when you're reporting scores, this is how you do it. Don't report these scores. And Scott, you have spoken to the max preps point of contact for the state of Idaho. It's, the, it's the person the IHSAA talks to. It's the person athletic directors talk to. It was a big problem for her this season, trying to call through those results.
2: Oh, no question about it. I mean, she had to build a completely separate ranking system for the state of Idaho just because it was like you said, Paul, the wild West out there, nobody had any direction on what was going on that we were putting in things that shouldn't be put in. And then, but thinking, but the problem was I don't think the majority of it was trying to cheat a system. It was just ignorance. Nobody knew what to do. And that was an issue, you know, and you go right back to those tournament things. I mean, you're going to get a lot of those volleyball coaches that we're talking to saying, yeah, you should count tournaments. I mean, That's why we go to these things to get that type of state experience, to to play some teams that we wouldn't normally play, and also to play some teams that are really, really good. And that might give us a boost in our ranking. So whatever it is they decide, I mean, I agree. You can't play, you know, best of two or or two matches. It's got to be best of three, right? And draw the line there, you know. And I think the and I will give the IHSA some credit, they are moving towards that a little bit starting next year. You know, with the counting regular season, um, counting the district turn, the count of the district attorney. Uh, but now they're going to change it next year, or they're talking about it to where the regular season two out of three, um, but not the in-season tournament out of three, they're going to start including that now, um, based on the last meeting that they had. So they're trending in the right direction, but the growing pains that are going on here, some of them are just, in my opinion inexcusable and i'll have a few more things to say about that later on
0: yeah it all boils down to again no clear direction from the top and like we said 99 percent of the coaches that are not reporting scores or reporting the incorrect information are not doing so for nefarious reasons it is simply because they don't know and there's such a high turnover rate with coaches and athletic directors that you know, they come into a job and they don't know that they're necessarily supposed to report these things or what they're supposed to put in or what they are. not They've got ten million other things on their plate that they've got to worry about besides max preps. So,
3: and and this this is my opinion, or I guess I shouldn't say that opinion, but right, if <laughs> no
0: opinions, it's not,
3: Logan, it's not going to hurt, right? If it, let's say let's, let's go back to the tournament thing, right? It's not going to suddenly make a bad team with a bad ranking all of a sudden jump to the sixth seed, right? A team that's not going to make it, right? The good teams are going to perform well in tournaments, and it's going to impact their ranking as it should. the The teams that are not will drop a little bit, right? You know, and there is an exception to this that we, we that will come up, but you know, generally if something's missing or it's not or or it's added or it's not added it's it's going to be in correlation with how that team performs now you know you know i can see the opposite side of somebody that doesn't want a tournament put in there because if you know if you're a team that maybe doesn't have the financial uh it's it's not feasible for them to travel to to boise to come do a tournament and so they they're stuck doing what they can at home they miss out on that opportunity to boost the, you know theoretically boost their ranking. So there, there's a lot of spider webs, I think that go, that go into that, but uh, j- just some thoughts there.
0: Yeah. And I want to piggyback on that, Logan. Uh, here's a, a question from Max. He says, um, but then how does Max preps figure out out of state teams and how much each team is supposed to win by Logan? Speaking of the the volleyball problem, Skyview is a volleyball dynasty, right? They doesn't matter if they're playing at the five, a level or the four, a level. They have been the best volleyball program in the state for, for large schools for like six or seven years. Now they went to several prestigious out of state tournaments where they are playing nationally ranked teams. None of that counted in their max preps ranking only the regular season results, which came against, uh, uh, District three that was a little down compared to years past, and so what happens? Skyview gets the number three seed into state, when anybody with a pair of eyes could tell you well, this team should probably be the number one seed. And Logan, we brought up a great point as we were talking earlier this week, uh, and it's not fair to Skyview, but it's not fair to that number six seed that no. has to play the best team right out of the gates.
3: No, it's not fair to them for, for that reason specifically, right? Like you, you really have to play the one seed but now you know it's not fair to you also that the 8 seed suddenly got an easier game like i came into this at the 6 and i have a harder game than the 8 you know i think there, there's a lot of that that you can look at specifically with that situation and say ah, this, this this just doesn't seem right to to anybody but it goes back to the quote that you read earlier from uh, i believe it was the hawaii coach right where yeah. the fi- you know the, the the new 6 and 5a sic would be hindered, right? Based on if their league's low, it is what it is, because there's so many, there's more teams, and you saw that with Skyview, right? When I think everybody, like you said, with a pair of eyes, knew they were the number one seed, and what do they, they what they not lose a set to an Idaho team this year? I believe it was, um, and and so they just continued on at state. So you know, th- th- those are some of the hiccups that have that that literally just occurred uh, due to that.
0: Yeah, Max echoes that, and and then they were ranked third. Crying emoji. Uh, so yeah, the, a and, crying and,
1: laughing or a crying yeah, cr- cr- yeah
0: laugh. crying oh. laughing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, the, it was a big problem for volleyball, uh, and and there were incomplete results from district tournaments in volleyball as well, and, and obviously there were incomplete results from football. So let's let's dive into the next big problem, which is incomplete data missing scores that affects the picture when you have a system paul that is predicated on and max Preps says it they're they're honest about it hey uh the more scores that are in the better our system is which is a good thing to hear but when there are scores missing uh, it complicates the entire picture and it's not just Team A is operating in this independent silo because how many times do we see a 5A team play a 4A team, a 4A team play a 3A team, a 3A team will play a 2A team. So something that happened at the 2A level, sort of a butterfly effect, can affect what's going on at the 5A level if if there's missing data.
1: You know, and one thing we saw in that poll that we did, there were a lot of coaches that that said, well, you know, if you don't put in your, put in your scores, then, you know, you're just hurting yourself. I don't think they understand how that trickle down effect works. And sometimes triple up or trickle up effect works. Um, you know, if, 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 you're not putting in scores, you're not just hurting yourself. You are hurting and or helping others. And it's, it takes two to tangle on this too, because like, like sports.com when you put in a score for team a, it goes into team B score as well. So it's not just on one coach um and correct me if I'm wrong on that but I I believe it's you put in a score and it goes on both teams schedule so it's not a matter of one coach hoarding and putting it in the end there's two coaches that are at fault here it's like it's like you know any kind of divorce usually right there's usually some fault on both sides but uh, it it always comes back to well if they don't want to put in their scores well it's both and as far as and I'm I'm having a hard we we talked about not putting in opinions so I'll I'll stop
0: okay Right before you have to mute me. That's all right. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to play a couple of audio clips from the most recent IHSAA board meeting. It took place last week. This topic came up. Hey, uh, there's this. not all the scores are getting reported, and it's affecting things. Here is basically, Scott, I want you to weigh in on this after we hear the clip. This this is basically what the response was. That's not going to
1: change until we have someone collect every schedule for every sport and make sure every score is in otherwise there's a fine or you know something happens as a consequence to schools right now we're we're really on the honor system for our coaches
0: uh hello hi idaho sports have you ever met us (laughs) that's what we do i mean we literally have all the schedules and scores in and and shouldn't if max preps is going to be the official
2: partner of this with the ihsaa shouldn't they be held to the same standard Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, and there's a couple of ways to look at it. And here's how I see it. And this is going to get into one of my big issues with this whole thing is that, okay? yes, we got better than a bunch of freaking ping pong balls. Okay, we Mm -hmm. yay for us. But we adopted a system that we are completely mismanaging. We we are not using this the way that it is supposed to be used, period. End of story. MaxPreps provides the platform. It is Idaho's job to govern it and to make sure it is used in the most effective manner that benefits our schools and keeps things fair as this was intended to be. But this turning everybody loose on the honor system isn't working. And going ahead and finding everybody for not turning the scores in doesn't change the results. What you need to do is you need somebody over the top of this. And I guarantee you, If we were Max Preps, or if it were Idaho Sports that was running this whole thing, you can bet your rear end we would have every score in a timely manner entered correctly so everybody knew what was going on, not these empty spaces to where, well, they didn't turn it in. They didn't turn and nobody is governing this at all. And that's a problem. And then this blast at the end where everybody just kind of throws in scores and everything changes. That's not fair to anybody. And so the answer to me is to have somebody in charge, hire somebody with all the money you're getting from the network, hire somebody just to be data entry and data entry only so this doesn't happen.
1: Hey, Brandon, your, your job is to hit the mute button whenever Scott and I get out of, <laughs> out of control.
2: Yeah, sorry about that.
1: No, no, <laughs> you basically said everything I wanted to say, but I, I reined myself
2: in. Oh, but fantastic. J- just, I'm the one that takes the hit now. I mean. Real quick, t-
0: to take you behind the scenes of how we do it at idahosports.com, we have coaches or fans that submit scores to us and we can accept those. We always double check and make sure. And yes, yeah, sometimes we get a score wrong, right? Nobody's perfect, um, but we correct that as quickly as we can once it's been brought to our attention. Basically, Paul tackles it at night and gets scores at night. And then I get up in the morning and I spend the first day two two and a half hours of my day tracking down the scores that didn't get reported i'm emailing ad's i'm texting coaches hey uh do you have the score from your game last night we're missing it um and that process with two live bodies i mean we have 99 of them in by the time 24 hours has passed from when the game was played at max preps it is basically paul oh you didn't report it okay well we're not going to do anything about it
1: Right. And one thing that I was going to say um, that I guess I can say now is just to play devil's advocate against Idaho sports. I mean, did we have complete schedules and scores for volleyball? Nope, we didn't. Because volleyball is a very hard sport to get information on. Um, you know, us begging coaches to help us give them coverage is is hard sometimes. And so we miss especially those tournaments, those big tournaments. We miss those. Um, however, we've got 90%, right. But if we were, if we were the, the ones responsible for seedings, you damn right. We're going to have all that stuff in. Right. Uh, But, but we're not. And so we, we focus our attention to soccer and to football and to everything else we do. Um, And and I'm going to push my own pause button or my own
0: mute button. I'll I'll push back on, on that a little bit. Uh, I will say, uh, when f- I've only been here for three years since this max preps thing started the first year, I feel like we did get most of, if not all of those in season tournament results. I'd, I worked really hard to make sure we did. Okay. Then, right. then, then when I found out that those weren't going to count towards the max preps ratings, I said, well, okay, I want to reflect what the state is using. So we, we just didn't report any of those tournament scores, just like they're not on max preps or not supposed to be. So that's right. That's where I would say. I, th- I think we're still, you know, getting the important scores in for volleyball. But yes. we do, we do have a couple of comments here from the fans. Here's Amelia. She says, uh, "Could be wrong on this assumption. Uh, some coaches update and report max preps. Others don't. You're definitely right there. My son's coaches do not. I don't blame them. However, this skews the stats. You know, players in the number one spot, who's ranked where on the leaderboard. I could see this having big effects on student athletes who are looking to go beyond high school. But hey." What can you do? Yeah, stats, of course, some coaches report, some don't. But at the minimum, you should be able to get your score in. Or somebody could look and go, hey, this score's missing. Let me reach out to this coach and just get it real quick. And then that's one less thing they've got to do. Uh, Chuck says the IHSA needs to take control of scores and rankings. Letting max preps take care of it is ridiculous. And it leads to basically – um, scores falling through the gaps and that's where we're going to turn now guys to what happened during the football playoffs this year uh, oh, well, sorry i will oh, go ahead and make
3: a quick comment yes. and you know too it's not just having them it's in a timely manner right because these rankings are yeah. updated frequently throughout the season right so week seven of football you could look at it or volleyball whatever you want to say you know it, let's let's go early october right you can look at the rankings and say man, I'm in second place right now in the state. Um, but let's just pretend there's three schools that haven't entered a score all year, right? All of a sudden, oh, I got to have those in. I'm going to dump them in. They're accurate now. Everything's updated. But all of a sudden, that number two team is down to seven. Well, I wish I would have known that all year long so that I was, you know, I <laughs> i don't know if you play better in a game. If I had known I needed to win that, you you should have won it anyways. But, you know, it, that alters how you're thinking throughout the season, and so it, you know not that that is happening. I'm not saying that's happening um, but there are effects if you don't have them in on time based on what people are seeing throughout the season.
2: Yeah yeah just to, just to kind of further that point, you're, you're right and it is important that it's timely because as a coach and a former coach, I tell you what I if I feel that my team is going to make the state tournament for whatever reason, I'm, I'm scouting the opposition and'm I am trying to play guessing games with who I might play. And I want to get a head start on watching this team on film. And if I think that I'm sitting in a number two or three spot and I am going to play either one of these two teams that have been kind of hanging around this area down here, I'm going to start watching them. But when those that influx of scores in a non-timely fashion or right before the, the rankings update, that determines state, or whatever it is, changes everything, all that time has been wasted because now everything is flip-flopped. And you're right, Logan, timely is crucial in this process.
0: So what happens when we get to the end of the regular season for football and we are getting ready to start the state playoffs? Well, we kind of knew going into the weekend that it was going to have to wait until Sunday because there was one game, Melba versus <laughs> Napa Christian. They got moved to Saturday. Uh, they played on Saturday night. It was the only game that took place. So we knew, okay, we're not really going to have an idea of the final max preps rankings and what the brackets look like until Sunday. Well, we wake up Sunday morning, and we're trying to monitor this, and I'm looking at max preps, Paul's looking at max preps, and we're going, boy, there's still a lot of scores missing. Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe maybe the brackets will come out on Monday. Next thing we know, here's the official bracket, and I'll, I'll admit, I got kind of caught flat footed, and I said, wait a minute, how could there be a state bracket already? I, I took screenshots to, to show everybody kind of in real time what I was processing. Here is... For example, the official 4A bracket that was released by the IHSAA, you can see down here, guys, in the bottom right-hand corner, 11.06 a.m., October 22nd, right? That was that Sunday. The following minute, I went to Max Preps. You can see just right here in this screenshot three missing scores, and again, look at the time. It's one minute later, 11.07. So we've got the official bracket at 11.06, at least three scores still missing at 1107, including one from your school, Scott Jerome. So this is a four, a game that could have impacted the four, a bracket, but they just released the bracket anyways, even though there were numerous scores still missing. And so Paul reached out and said, Hey, um, I saw you guys release the brackets. Not all the scores are in yet on max preps, just, you know, seeing what's going on. And Paul, what was, what was the response that you got?
1: Um, there was a, a a vote in the September board meeting that there was a deadline. The deadline had passed Saturday at midnight, and anything that was entered after that point would not be counted. I and mean, there was just a deadline in place, and and that was to, uh, to to stop what's happened in the past. Of okay, here's the brackets, and then another school change, you know, enters a score or future or a school from out of state enters a score and it changes rankings. So then they have to change things. And so, to avoid that, they just said, "Okay, well, we're not going to have, we're not going to hold accountability on on max preps to have complete information. We're just going to set a deadline so they don't have to deal with this mess in a day or two when more scores are entered." Is that what you wanted? Or is that yeah? What
0: you okay, no, no, that was perfect. Um, right. So yes, we and we'll talk about this deadline that was set at this September meeting in in a moment. Um, but but it it caused a couple of problems, especially with uh, the two a bracket and the 1-A-D-2 bracket as well. Um, and Amelia says, makes much more sense to run this in-house. Yes, and I think that's kind of the overwhelming sentiment we got was that, hey, if there's missing scores, there should have been somebody. Yeah, I, I agree having the deadline is important, but then there should be someone rounding up those missing <laughs> scores uh, before the deadline or, or talking to coaches and ADs to get those scores in. Um, because at the 2-A level, there was a score that was missing between Firth and West Jefferson that we're going to play hypothetical here, which I typically don't like to do. But um, in this scenario, not knowing what the max preps formula truly is, that's all this is. It's it's an exercise in hypotheticals. So Scott, you reached out to, to your contact person at max preps and you were able to get the, the computer data from the, max preps ranking update that ran on October 22nd, which was Saturday at midnight, basically Sunday at midnight. And then the updated rankings that were uh, processed on Tuesday night at midnight, right? October 24th. Mm -hmm. And so you got that data from your max preps uh, point of contact. I'm going to share those up on the screen here. And if you're watching this at home, you'll want to make your screen full size so you can uh, see everything A little more clearly but this is uh if you take a look here on the left is the october 22nd batch of max preps rankings and then on the right is the october 24th um you will see right here for firth on this 2a side three and four is their record and same thing on the tuesday update Firth with a record of three and four. The problem is Firth actually went four and four in the regular season, with a season concluding victory over West Jefferson. A game that was never reported. How does this affect the two A playoffs? Well, yes, it was, but not for a long, long time. How how does this affect the two A playoffs potentially? Well. Ryrie was in competition for the final at large playoff spot, which was determined via the max preps rankings. They ultimately uh, were beaten out by Marcine for that final playoff spot. Well, Ryrie had played Firth in the regular season and had played them really tough. It went to overtime and they lost by six in overtime. If a Firth win was not part of the complete set of data if it had been included, would that have been enough to raise Ryrie past Marcy? We'll never know now, Paul, because, well, it wasn't reported. Now, now one thing
1: I learned a long time ago is you don't want to piss Matt Harris off. I mean, that's, <laughs> he he worked with us for a long time. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead and finish the question.
0: Well, and I'm I, I, what I was going to say is I we can't say for certain that even if that score had been right. reported, that Ryrie would have gotten in. But if you're a Ryrie fan, wouldn't you have wanted that first score to be reported? So it gave your team the absolute best shot at having the best max preps rating?
1: Well, of course, of course. And and it's not gaming the system. You know, it's not manipulation. It's playing by the rules that you're given, like we talked about earlier. And and if you don't have that score reported, it didn't just hurt Firth. It didn't just hurt West Jefferson. It had a trickle-down effect. And we're talking about Ryrie. Um, But you have to consider trickle-downs. And if you're not taking the whole picture, um, you know, under consideration... then then why do it?
0: It could have affected Ryrie's seed, where, I mean, or or it could have affected Firth's seed, where Firth had to play Aberdeen right away. They possibly could have had a different first-round opponent. Now, if you go look at Firth's football schedule, now on Max Preps, that missing West Jefferson score from the regular season finale is in there. You can see it right here. I took a screenshot of it. 32-6. to Firth won that game on October 20th. You'll see at the bottom, though. Oh wait! And again, yeah, take that off the screen, Paul. There you no. go. Schedule last updated on December eleventh, two thousand and twenty-three. When I went back and looked it's at nice. the first, when I looked back at the first schedule last weekend, guys, that West J score was still missing. And now, in the days before we're set to do this Max Prep show, all of a sudden that schedule is updated. You can draw your own conclusions.
1: But well, and speaking I'm of the grassy knoll, I just no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that's interesting timing for sure. But but Scott, mm. this this is the problem. And and again, nobody is accusing anybody of doing anything nefarious, but this doesn't look good, and it looks like you know something nefarious is going on when it's probably just something really innocent, like oh hey, yeah, we forgot to get that score in.
2: Oh, it's just la- it's lack of oversight. That's all it is. It is complete lack of oversight. I mean, you take um, you take the that twenty second of October update, and when that was run, as you mentioned, a lot of scores were missing. You know, and if we don't give a crap about missing scores, then we're right back to ping pong balls because we're not getting the accurate rankings that really reflect the best teams in order. You know, so why even do this if we're not going to do it correctly, you know? And then on top of that, uh, there, there's some funny stuff happening where it, it, teams are the scores in wrong or a team is losing or reported lost when they should have won. And then it comes out, but it doesn't change. I I don't know. Go figure. I mean, that happened to council. Yeah.
0: And we're, we're going to get to that in, in
2: right. just a okay. second.
0: Yes. Um, but one of the survey questions we asked when we, you know, polled various athletic directors and coaches was, were you aware of this September meeting by the IHSAA where this deadline was set of Saturday before state midnight, that's the cutoff to get the scores in 66% said, yes, we were aware of the deadline, uh, but 33% said no. And that's to me, that's a big problem. If, if a third of our respondents said, no, I wasn't aware that there was a deadline, that's a problem. There's some somewhere it's getting lost in the communication.
1: Well, and, and Brandon, I, I, I had, it, you know, I could look at those results as well. And one thing that I saw was they would say yes, but it was, yes, we were reminded to enter in scores repeatedly. Yes, we were reminded to enter in scores. And so I think that kind of skewed the actual poll results of, did you know about it versus, where you're reminded to enter in scores. You know, there's a difference there. Uh, but unfortunately the, the, <laughs> the ranking system didn't do it very well.
0: Yeah. And here's some of the responses we got in, in transparency uh, An anonymous one one coach. Yes. I was aware of the deadline. It would probably be good to let scores be entered until Sunday, but if the IHSA has to have things printed, then people need to be responsible for somehow getting the scores posted. An anonymous one D1 athletic director. I was aware of this deadline, in my opinion, even though it was not entered on time, that information is crucial and should have been gathered before seating was done. Sharsty Moore, the head volleyball coach at Horseshoe Bend. That's the other. We talked about Skyview being the dominant volleyball program. Yeah, Horseshoe Bend is the other. And she said, yes, I was aware of this deadline. It was communicated clearly all season. However, it isn't difficult to search and find scores. If it was known by the IHSAA that scores were missing, then why wouldn't they make an effort to get them and enter them themselves? Maybe schools or teams that don't make the deadline should be fine, as it does affect other teams and the entire state tournament process. Thankfully, in volleyball, it's a true double elimination. Uh, and you can play around through the backside. But in basketball, that isn't the case, and it can be detrimental to teams when the rankings aren't correct. Early matchups between top teams is never what anyone wants to see. One final one on the yes. Jeff Adams, the head football coach at Grangeville, said, Yes, I was aware of the deadline, but even during the regular season, we were missing a game. We contacted Max Preps and the IHSAA to correct it, but nothing happened. This was done by our AD after I made him aware several times over the course of the season and that is another big problem is coaches are willingly trying to fix or correct they go in and change a score it gets changed by somebody else and they can't get anybody on the phone to go hey this is not right. Now we did have a couple of people say, no, I did not know about the deadline. Here's an anonymous 5A volleyball coach. I was not aware of this deadline. My AD reported most of my scores. I do think incomplete and inaccurate information directly affects the fairness of the seating for state and should be addressed. And here's Joe Dilly, the head football coach at Kimberly. I was not aware of the deadline. We reached out to a few coaches we knew to assist in adding the games that were missing. A couple of games were added on Sunday, but too little, too late. And Scott, that's where I want to go next. Kimberly is a 3A football team, and you were on a on a piece of scratch paper as the brackets were coming out. You were kind of jotting down where you thought the seeds would be based upon what Max Prep said. That changed all of a sudden. And so what I'm going to do is share my screen again here and take a look again. On the left, you have the October 22nd max preps update that was ran. And then on the right side of the screen, we have the October 24th update. So, so Sunday, midnight, Tuesday, midnight, look at the teams that are in bold Scott at this three a when the official official quote unquote max preps rankings were released American falls was 12 wood river was 13. The Tuesday update gets run and they're flip-flopped. Wood river jumps up to 12. American falls is now 13. And you might go, Oh, what's the difference in one spot on the seed line? Well, uh, on the official bracket, wood river got the 13 seed and had to go to snake river. American falls got the 12 seed. They had to travel all the way up to Timber Lake, which is in North Idaho, spirit Lake, I'm sure American Falls would have much rather have faced Snake River, a district opponent, a shorter bus trip. And oh, by the way, when American Falls played Snake River in the regular season, Scott, American Falls was leading at halftime. So that is a game in their minds. That's a winnable game. They could go win. Instead, they've got to travel two days all the way up to Spirit Lake, and they lose in the opening round of the playoffs. But yes. this is the problem. The, the, the rankings changed from Sunday to Tuesday.
2: They did. And they changed in a lot of different places and they would have changed a heck of a lot more if all the scores would have been reported in. And there's, I don't know what's going on between the 22nd and the 24th, but there's just something that doesn't add up. And I don't know if it's because they, we just stopped taking scores and shut it all down, but corrected record. Who knows? But I think, I I can't help but think that after the 22nd update was run, everybody realized that this is not going to be indicative of a true ranking system in some of these divisions because there's so many, so many holes, you know, and then, then here comes the,
1: sorry, go ahead, Scott.
2: Oh, and then here comes like the, the mass scores being put in, but by that time it's too late.
1: I mean, I'm just quickly scanning this. All those records are the same. So something happened in a different classification to, to make that switch. Cause all of those records are the same on both sides. So we talk about that trickle down effect ripples in the pond. Uh, there, there you go. There it is.
0: I mean, this is tangible proof that the rankings changed after late scores were submitted after the deadline. Uh, so it is, it, it's interesting and, and fascinating to me, but Scott, uh, you mentioned we tried to submit a lot of the missing scores and they yeah. just they flat weren't getting accepted. Um, I tried 20 times to send in that first score and it would not get accepted no matter what. And again, I don't think anything nefarious happened, but it's not a great look if you are all of a sudden not accepting scores because, oh, well, the state bracket's been determined and who knows how the rankings might change. Paul, there's a, another example I want to go to here at the, uh, one AD two level before we do real quick. Chuck says every school has access to the internet and every school has a scorekeeper. There should be a website that each scorekeeper inputs the final score immediately after each game. That's the idea with max preps, but it, it, it is hard in the heat of the moment. If you're a coach and you just had a heartbreaking game, double overtime loss, you're not going to be jumping to to report that score. You're, you're you've got ten million other things to think of. There needs to be a person overseeing this that can collect those scores that fall through the cracks. But well, is
1: it just one that heart pounding overtime win? Shouldn't they be excited to enter that score because it'll go on both both schedules if it's it, entered?
0: Same argument. In the heat of the moment, you just got a huge win. You're not thinking about reporting so, that score.
1: Put it in the there computer.
0: Yeah. Right. Logan. Nobody's thinking about that. So so look at, look at this score that popped up on Sunday. This was from max preps. When we took a look at, you know, we started going through and looking at the scores, Logan, this is a, a final score for football that was reported in the regular season finale between salmon river and council as a 44 to 32 win for salmon river. Council actually won that game and they won it pretty decisively as Logan, you were beating the drum on this during the season. Council was a really good football team, but that, that score could change the entire calculus. Now, the argument we heard was, well, the one AD two playoffs don't use max preps, right? It's all a predetermined bracket, but think about council played Butte County, right? They played a lot of one AD one programs that did use max preps. So it does affect everything.
3: Yeah, they played Grace, I believe, um, in the season. They played Butte County. Uh, no, they played Kamii. They played Kamei. Yeah,
0: that's Sorry, I misspoke.
3: Um, so, yeah, but they – I mean, the, the, it does have a ripple effect, and just like you showed with the 3A, or, you know, we don't know, and it, it even goes down – you could see it if you look at the bottom. The bottom, 0-9 Parma was affected by 0.1 points. Now, who does – you know – that also has a ripple effect to Weezer, to Homedale, right? You know, and then Homedale played Lake City, a 5A team. So that's gonna have a ripple effect up there. Like I don't it, it literally the one A's are their own, you know, they don't cross over into, into anybody else. But outside of that, it is a two A game can affect I mean, there is a clear path from a two A 2A team, right? Because Parma plays a lot of the two A WIC teams, then they play Homedale. Homedale likes in the past, they played Emmett, they played Lake city. Uh, they like to play those bigger teams. All of a sudden now everybody is affected by Parma football schedule.
2: And yeah.
3: that is the, that's the story that you can look at there. And and when you go back to the, should there be a governing uh, person in charge or anything like that, or somebody that, that that's overseeing that um I like we, we it can be done because we, we do it. (laughs) You know, we, you should, you, you and Paul were, you were guys were just talking about the the scores and what you guys, your schedule. You should see our text chain on Friday night, right? Who has this score? What was the score of this game? Like, I'm like, Brandon, I saw this score online, you know, like it's, it's like, we don't just, uh, you know, I, I finished my Middleton broadcast. I turn off my computer. It's okay. What was the score? What was the score? What was the score? And you know, we, we are doing that. And so it, it can be done, whether it's, we can get involved in that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it, it, it's it's possible to be done because we we can do it. And so, you know, we just got to find a better way. But because uh, that ripple effect, and I think that's, that's the ultimate story with what we were just talking about, right, is that, you know, there's a deadline, right? And you cut it off. And sure, right, that's the rules. But that's not the true indicative nature of what things should have been. And we saw it right there with the, the change that happened later. Yeah. Well, so we saw that it was, it's, it's, yeah it's reversed, but it's also the wrong score.
2: Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, and, and,
3: and anybody, and this is the, I think this is part of it is anybody could submit a score on max preps, I believe. Right. Anybody can. Yes. And, and, and to that, anybody can submit one to, to us, but oh. if we had saw that score come across in our accept area, we immediately would have said, if eh, that doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to text somebody at council who I know and say, well, what was your final score? And, you know, they'll say, yeah, 60 to 12. And we say, okay, we got this, this was wrong. And this is where, you know, if, if you were trying to submit that one score branded and you're not able to even submit it, um, but we are an easy email away um, and we can fix it. You know, there's humans can't, we, we do beat the computer sometimes, right? We, we are better than, uh, than, than, AI uh, here and there, and this might be a situation where we are because we can humanly look at that score and say that is not correct. Yeah, And, you know, because we get them sometimes, right, in our submission that it'll be somebody submits the, you know, Sugar Salem South Fremont score at the end of the first quarter, and then they submit it at halftime, and then they submit it at the end of the third quarter. And we can you can clearly see that, just wait till it's over, and we can track that, and then usually in those situations you'll double-check with somebody. So, you know. yeah.
2: Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, Well, and you're right, Logan. And, and the thing is, if we're doing it, the, the human eyes that we have and the following that we have over high school sports in Idaho and the familiarity we have with these teams who's good, who isn't, we can look at a score and go, wait a minute, that doesn't appear to be right. That's where we come in. And that's what we can do that others cannot do, you know. Especially when you outsource, um, like it's been done, and so that that's a huge thing that we can catch. But here's the other thing I don't understand is when I mean I want to go. I want to go back to that council thing for a minute because something's not. It didn't add up for me uh, at all. Okay, so this was the score that was put in to Max Preps. And it should have been reversed. Council should have been forty-four. Salmon River should have been thirty-two. Correct?
0: Yeah, those weren't even the right numbers. But yes, Council okay. should have ha- should either have way. won.
2: Right? Yeah. Okay. So either way, yeah, flop it. So you know, correct me if I'm wrong as I go through this. So when the twenty-second update was run, the one that we have used for the the, the rankings and the seatings and everything else, and I know that they don't necessarily go by all of this. Um. Something doesn't add up because go to council. Yep. Okay. In max preps and that 22nd update, their records should have been five and four because of that inverse score. Am I right? Correct. Okay. Well, between the 22nd and the 24th, that's when Paul, you reached out and said, Hey, what can we do to get this score fixed? And then it got fixed before the 24th update. Correct? And then I, we I ran so. the 24th. Well, we assume so. We assume so. Yeah. Either way. Either way. It doesn't matter. Let's assume that it did. Okay? All of a sudden, the 24th update is run, and look at the record. It's 6-3. and three. It shouldn't have been that way. It, it shouldn't have been that way at all. And I, I don't understand how that happened.
0: Right. And, and we, I, I don't, well,
2: I'm not looking for a smoking gun. I'm not trying to accuse anybody. I'm just saying that doesn't add up to me at all. Right.
0: In, in theory, because council truly was six and three. That is their correct record. But Paul it is correct. But Paul, but you have
2: at the time of the first update. Right?
0: Correct. Yes. Six and three was their true record. But with that incorrectly reported Salmon River score, as Scott said, their record should have appeared as five and four unless another loss was turned into a win somewhere and then that's a whole nother set of problems but paul you've got on your phone you don't have to say what you said or or anything like that but just tell me what day and time you reached out to council high school to ask about getting this score corrected
1: um it was that sunday i know that um now you're at we should have done this in prep oh yeah um it was I'm sorry. It was Tuesday, Tuesday at three thirteen.
0: So by Tuesday, that score still had not been fixed to the point correct. where Paul felt necessary to reach out and say, "Hey, um, this score isn't correct." Um, and and Paul, correct me if I'm wrong. You had tried to submit the correct score several times, and you hit, and you hit the wall, right? You I tried.
1: Got- I went through on Sunday and and submitted every score that was missing in max reps. So I went back week to week to week to week. And I submitted every score that they were missing. And I never got an email. Hey, we're looking into it. Hey, thanks for posting, which I know is what happens. It's, hey, thanks for posting or submitting the score. None of them were were posted, none of them.
0: And so that's when you felt compelled to reach out to counsel and go, hey, can you try submitting this correct score? Uh, I've tried and it's not working. That was on Tuesday. So Right, well, you know,
1: and really- I did it because I wanted to see what the rankings would look like when they auto-updated on Tuesday because that's huge. A, a winless team beating Council who played all these other teams, I knew there was going to be a, a huge trickle-down effect. And uh, and so I'm like, hey, we should probably get this fixed. And whether it was or not, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because now we're looking at and, – and when when did you get these? Um, uh, Scott, you got these spreadsheets, mm-hmm. right? When, when did you get yeah. these?
2: Uh, I got them earlier this week from both Max Preps and the IHSA and they're the exact same.
3: Okay. So,
2: and and I will say this, I mean they were both very easy to work with. I mean sure. easy easy conversations and very pleasant and on both sides. So I mean there was no you know holding back on anything but this is right. you know, what was sent. Okay, it just it just and doesn't it
3: doesn't and I think we said this doesn't affect the 1A D2 bracket, and I think maybe that's right. you know part of their conversation. Well, this is a 1A D2 team; it doesn't affect them. But Council, Kendrick, Camas County, all play teams in 1A D2 or 1A D1, right? And right. all of a sudden, that that's going to roll. That's going to roll forward for them. Now did did their bracket get it right? Were the best two teams playing on championship Saturday or I guess it was Friday? Yes, it should have been Butte County, it should have been Oakley. That's yep. what it should have been and it it was all it was great. It worked out like it should have. But could it have messed something up? I think that is that is the question. It could have sent a you know the number 4 team to to a five seed. And now they are playing on the road in a semifinal when they should have been at
2: home. I think that's, I, I think even more so than that, Logan is, you know, i um, uh, hopefully it didn't affect anything, but how do you explain running an update that should have said five and four instead of six and three? I mean, if it's supposed to be completely computer generated and that was run on ten twenty two, that should say right, true. five and four regardless. Yeah. And so how much trust do you put into a system that that happens? I mean that's my that's my question. Right. Yeah,
0: it is. It, it's puzzling for sure. And you know we're talking hypothetically here, but we have seen with our eyes how the three A bracket would have changed. American Falls instead of going to Timberlake, you would have had to go just down the road to Snake River in a in a in a better matchup for you in that first round of the playoffs. And so they
3: couldn't have gone any further. Yeah. in that game, and they couldn't have stayed any closer. In the, yeah, in the yeah. other game, right? Literally. <laughs> yeah, funny. And,
0: and so this, Literally. Was a point, this was a point that was brought up at the IHSA meeting, concerns about the lack of scores getting put in. And basically, uh, I'm going to play another clip for you. Um, again, this was something that was said at the meeting.
3: Football, we
1: don't have a problem at all because they've been doing a couple of years longer, plus they enter one game a week. And if one coach doesn't enter, the other coach does, and they hear about it from each other. They take care of themselves, so to speak. It's not the same in soccer and volleyball and some of other sports.
0: Paul, I think we just outlined that there are problems in football, regardless of what <laughs> the opinion on the IHSAA board is. Yes, we did. So I it just, it's it's interesting how other athletic directors, Scott, were bringing up these issues. You know, Tony Brulott from Eagle. John Halleck from Caldwell both spoke up about the, the missing scores, but also the lack of transparency. Right. And essentially the answer they got back was, well, it doesn't really affect anything anyways. It's not determining what teams get in. Somebody said that on the board. They said it doesn't, it doesn't affect what teams get in. And then there was like a couple of seconds of silence. And then somebody said, well, it does for football.
1: Well, the, the exact quote, Max Preps does not determine at all emphasis was there. Uh, what teams go to the state tournament and then some actual board members went well kind of but no yeah anyway so i didn't mean to be a difficult interview there just this self regulation thing is really hard for me so i hope you all appreciate how yeah. good i'm being right now yeah and
2: i, I am I'm, i feel bad that i'm picking up the slack for you paul but
1: i appreciate <laughs> you picking up the slack
2: but i but i'm not saying anything i and let me just kind of qualify some of this stuff that i'm saying too is it you know i i've got tons of friends that are are working at the ihsa i'm not bashing them i'm just i just hope that they can see and i think they are i really hope they are that hey even though we have a system we just can't just throw it out there and expect everybody to run it for us and everybody's on the honor system and it turns into the wild west and and it just gets out of control and we just can't do that and my suggestions are, are simply regulate it, you know, and, and that's it. And pointing out some of these irregularities that we're we're seeing in these what if scenarios that we will never know should open enough eyes to want this to be tightly regulated somehow. Because right now, the way that it's done, we are not getting an accurate depiction of right. what our ranking should look like. And then the lack of communication and transparency is kind of feeding that entire monster because we don't know what to put in. Nobody's holding us accountable for it. And then and then why do we even have the system if we're not going to use it right? And that's really all I'm saying. I'm not trying to bash on anybody in particular, but what we've said are facts.
1: Is it's anybody funny. else's phone absolutely blowing up during this prep cast?
0: i've got i've got mine on silent we do have a couple of comments i'm going to throw up on the screen here in a second but here's the analogy it's like you're baking a cake you've been charged with baking a gigantic cake for the entire state of idaho and you've got your butter and you've got your sugar and you've got your eggs but you forget one or two key ingredients you forget the flour oh well you know that sucker's going in the oven even if we're missing an ingredient or two and that's just what it is. Oh well, that's not good enough. It's not, and and yeah. I'm just curious if that's really what Idaho's athletic directors and Idaho's coaches want. Is is a board to decide? Here's the deadline, and if they're in, they're in. If they're not, they're not. That's well just- I know
1: for a fact. There's coaches and ads watching this right now. There's a way you can answer his question directly, and that's by putting it in the comments you know, you got a question or a comment, put it in there. Tell us what you're thinking, especially we want to hear from everybody, but especially if you're a coach or an AD right now, share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: here is Sean Kane. Well, that takes the cake. I appreciate the, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> appreciate the humor there, Sean. Okay. Here's a question from Gary. Uh, and this will kind of dovetail into our final topic here. Have you ever received the exact formula for the rankings from max preps in any state tournament? If not, why won't they? release it paul it is like getting into fort knox to find this thing out it's like figuring out what the uh, the colonel's recipe was for the chicken the 11 herbs and spices now yeah. somebody said during that ihsaa meeting that they they have received the max preps formula right and it was half a page long and so somebody's got it
1: correct they said it was sent to them in an email once okay well share again you know let's just everyone's worried about transparency and okay you you received it in an email great post it
0: now scott when you reached out to max preps two years ago when you and i did the first max preps deep dive you asked that question and you got a very different answer didn't
2: you i did because max preps they didn't know the formula because they were piggybacking off of cal preps and so that whole system we adopted either we adopted it completely blind without knowing it with an RPI system will be percent 45, 45, 10, whatever, however you want to do it, you can control it, you know, much like our power rankings uh, that, that have been so effective for so long at Idaho sports, um, you know, and so if we were doing this and, you know, and, and Paul, I have a question for you. I mean, have we ever been asked to partner with to do this and take this on? Uh,
1: God, no, we've never been asked to, um, uh, in the last 20 years, I have offered multiple times to provide our services for free.
2: Okay. So that said, we adopted a system, which is light years ahead of where we were granted, but we didn't ask enough questions, I don't think. And, and our, our schools, our coaches, our athletes, they deserve a little bit better than that because we adopted a system. We don't know the formula. I mean, we, we were all kind of going 15 points in football, but strength of schedule. And then that just screwed up everybody's scheduling because I, I don't know how many times as an athletic director, I'm sitting here going, okay, well, they don't want to play us because that doesn't help their max preps and or they do want to play us because that helps their max or whatever it is. But max preps was starting to drive some schedules, but nobody understood why because the formula wasn't there. And when I talked to them, the first deep dive that we did, they didn't know because they were taking it from Cal preps. And, and I'm not blaming max preps for that. I'm just saying we probably should ask some more questions. Well, there was a, there was a comment made during the the meeting, this last meeting as well. And
1: it was hard to see who was saying it because they had, uh, they were sharing their screen like Brandon's doing. They had a document up, but, Essentially, they said uh, they told Max Preps told the IHSA their formula is all about getting the two best teams into the state tournament. Okay, well, what Ronald Reagan say about I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Just trust me. We know better than you. So Mm -hmm. just trust us. We, We have your, you know, your best interest in mind. You don't need to know how it works. Just trust us. Well, we'd like to, obviously. But why?
2: Yeah, but I think, you know what, we'd like to help. And anything that we can do to help this process, we'll do. I mean, we are are grounded in Idaho. We are Idaho people caring about these Idaho kids. And we go to these games. We know these kids. We know these coaches. We know these schools. We know these programs. We are as Idaho as it gets. And we're kind of on the outside of this looking in. Yet here we are trying to offer help. Even Logan,
1: who's from North Carolina, is more Idaho than a
3: lot of people I know. I, I mean, well, and your wife's family is like thoroughbred Idahoans, so so I'll I'll clean. Just comparing your wife to a thoroughbred. I, mm. I I married into it, Eastern Idaho since the 1800s, so I'll uh I'll take what I can get.
2: going yeah, to mute his mic quickly. Yeah, that, that <laughs> So
3: well, so you're talking, you guys are talking about the meeting, right? You're talking about transparency, and I know Brandon probably got some quotes teed up and ready for this, but I, I mentioned this at the beginning, and I one athletic director asked this at the meeting just saying, can can I get some transparency in this? And and the response was, well, they're going to try to manipulate the system. And, and Brandon, you said, I don't remember what the number was of coaches that are seeing that it was a high number that are not seeing. And I I hate that word. I'm going to, I do not like that word manipulate. I felt sick to my stomach hearing it because we are around it every Friday night, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday around the state. And I nobody is manipulating that. That makes it sound like they've gone into the computer code and are and are changing something. And yeah, maybe they try to score an extra touchdown. Sure, but you're, you're talking the difference between like like some ten and sixteen points. This is you know anything can ha- honestly anything can happen. Like I don't know if anybody saw the Yale Vermont basketball game two weeks ago where Vermont was down by five with three point six seconds to go and they won the game in regulation. It can happen. Anything can happen. So we're not talking about somebody, oh, you know what? I'm going to win by 47 instead of 40. I just don't think people are going to – that's what they're going to do. I have better faith in Idaho coaches. I have better faith in the athletic directors and them being good people than I do in them saying, you know what? I'm going to manipulate the system. What they want to know is like, Brandon, your, your cake analogy, do I put brown sugar or do I put white sugar into this cake? What is it that I do here? What do I need to do to make my cake better? Is it more beneficial for me to play this team than to not? Now, And and I've said this before on other teams. I I played lacrosse in high school. My team was a 4A team. We were bad. We were putrid. We were horrible. We knew that we were not going to the state tournament. That was off the table. It wasn't going to happen. We knew what we are. (laughs) We are what we thought we were. Out of conference, We played other similar teams in lower classifications that we like, hey, we just want to play a competitive game and not get beat 25 to zero like we're always getting beat. And so we would play a non-conference team from across the state and you know a two a four a matchup, and it was competitive. And that's that's what we wanted to do. We weren't out there, you know, no one's trying to manipulate anything there. We're just "Eh." and I think that's what coaches want, right? That's not going to help me to do that. But hey, you know what? If I'm in the treasure valley and I go up north to play a North Idaho team, is that better for me? Or is it better to me to just play somebody down here that's a lower level? I think that's honestly what people want. Is they don't nobody is trying to figure out, okay, I need to beat this team by 13.3 you know points, right? And and do this. They just want to know who they should play. How, what you know how they should schedule go and, and and scott you probably know this as an ad that is just what i think that everybody wants is they want to know was this a good thing for me to do or was this bad should i have not played this team or should i okay oh uh, okay that helped me even though i lost this game now i know going forward i should do that or uh, oh. i'm not going to schedule that that cupcake going forward because i know it actually hurts me. Whatever it is, I don't know. But I think that that is what people actually want. They don't want to manipulate anything. They don't want to cheat. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, again, people are who they are. They are going to win or they're going to lose. And it's just, what do I need to do to make my cake better? I think that's what everybody wants to know.
2: And I think you're absolutely right, Logan. I think the majority, vast majority of coaches, uh, no matter the sport, aren't operating under that mindset. They're not operating to, I've got to schedule this person, this team because I have to beat them by 20 and that's a team I can beat by 20 and I'm connecting the dots because they play this team. Nobody is doing that. And if they are, they are, they're on the freaking spectrum way out there because that nobody is thinking like that. And they just want to coach and make their teams better. And a lot of times schools don't really get that much of a choice on who they play sometimes. I mean, depending on the the size of their conference and the availability of the two or three non-conference games that they get, you know, and the shifting classifications are always messing things up. We don't, we don't get to just pick who we play and coaches are there to coach and they want to make their teams better. And they start bringing that crap into it. They're not manipulating anything. I don't believe that for one second.
3: Well, to I don't go think back they have the, time to figure that. Out. I don't think they have time to figure out that they just they don't you know, want to. Better, you know, they
2: don't want to. Yeah. Maybe a couple of them in season when it starts to become a relevant yeah. thing for play. Maybe, maybe, maybe at that point. But overall, no.
1: Well, and, to give, sorry, Brandon. No, I'm going to butt in real quick. So going back to the very beginning of, of what Logan said, and Logan, great job articulating all of that in the meeting. What happened there was Tony Brulat was talking about. Um, that transparency again and saying, I have to go back to my coaches. I'm constantly being asked, you know, what is the formula? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? They just want to know. And the response from, from Ty Jones was, well, do they just want to know or do they want to manipulate the system? What does it matter? They, they want to know what the rules are for the game they're playing. Uh, it's not manipulating. It's not gaming the system. It's how do I give my team the best chance to get to the state tournament? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and So the, the whole, Manipulation and, and gaming the system. I agree. I I'm I'm I don't like that terminology because you're accusing essentially accusing coaches of trying to cheat their way in when they just don't know the rules, right? Yeah.
3: It's like I, saying how hard can I hit a player in football? Well, if you hit them in the head right here, that's a penalty. But if you hit them real hard in the shoulder, it's not okay. Now I know what to do. You know, it's like I'm gonna hit you hard either way, but I just want to know where I should hit you hard. I think that's you know, they're just what are the rules? I just want to know what I should and should not be doing.
0: Yeah. I've, I've refrained from giving too many opinions tonight, but when I heard that uh, I found it insulting, honestly, to to the coaches that work their butts off for a small stipend or some just for the love of the game. I thought that was really an insulting way to insinuate that they would just try to manipulate the system like that. Well, and if anybody knows
1: us, our relationships with coaches and schools and ADs, it starts with coaches. I mean, all of us could, you know, Put down a list right now of thirty different coaches that we're friends with that we could call, you know, at any at any point. So yeah, when 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 they're you know they're being accused of manipulating or gaming or cheating, you know, whatever, that's uh, not cool with me, not at all.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, tying up this lack of transparency, Mark had a good comment. For instance, when the 2A volleyball state seeding came out, the number one seed, Cole Valley Christian, had lost twice in the final two weeks to conference champ Melba, who was the number four seed. They both had the same number of losses. The formula didn't seem to make any sense. He goes on to say, I jokingly told my volleyball coaching friends that you could have had criteria like wrestling, put wrestling coaches in a room where we could have seeded the tournament in 20 minutes. And that's a whole nother topic. We just don't have time for tonight, committee and data together. But... Um, Mark went on to say, am I manipulating the system by taking my wrestling team to Grangeville tomorrow to earn head to head matchups for my kids? Of course not. You're doing what you think is best for your team to get them good competition and prepare them for what you are hoping is a good showing at state. And so this was another question we asked in our, in our polls. Um, you know, would you like to see, More transparency, less transparency, pretty overwhelmingly in favor of more transparency. Here's Ashley Sayer Frederick, head volleyball coach at Grace Lutheran, 1A D2 school. They went undefeated this year, all the way up until the undefeated semifinal at state. Well, they got dinged because they played in this gigantic conference, kind of like a Skyview, kind of like an Hawaii. And so they're just wondering, we went undefeated and we were like the three seed, shouldn't Shouldn't go in undefeated, you know, be worth a little more. But here's what she said. We would like more information to prepare and plan for next year. Please explain the role of strength of schedule and the formula that you use so that we can better support our athletes next season. And again, here's Coach Dilly from Kimberly, the head football coach. Max Preps has changed our scheduling. We can no longer schedule local District 4 teams if we want a higher ranking. A quality loss is better than a bad win. Hopefully. And Scott, it's that last word that I really want to hinge on yep. here. Hopefully, uh, we're, we're just guessing at this point. Without Now, I will say that most coaches have guessed if I have a good team, if I play other really good teams, that should help. But if we go another couple of years and there's still confusion over the rankings, maybe they'll go, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to load up with easy teams. There's just, hopefully, I'm doing the right thing. There's just a lot of guessing involved.
2: Yeah, th- there's a lot of guessing involved. I mean, back in the day, it was all just kind of based on the eye test and the human factor. And and, and no matter what, the human factor will always have a lot of relevance in any of these discussions. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is there's no human element in this at all. And it's all generated by computers. And so what we're trying to do is figure out what the system is, because... We don't have, you know, somebody like the the whole Florida State debacle in college football look at this and go, you are not going to be able to compete with these teams. You are not one of the four best teams right now. But it, it, it takes a committee or a human model to, to really kind of to figure that out. And we don't have it. And so what our coaches are doing is tell us what we need to do so we can best set our non-conference schedules, you know, and it, it's just – it's just confusing because there is no human element and I, I really think no matter what we do no matter how we tweak it we still need to have that discussion how do we include the human piece of that puzzle the eye test
1: yeah and who is the human that we use correct yeah, that's a big one
2: correct cuz back in the day it was i mean i mean you, i mean look at the polls that we have now As, aside from the the max prep still we've got media polls we've got coaches polls i mean they know as well as anybody for the most part who's playing well and who isn't right. You know, they understand who's injured, who isn't, you know, they understand strength of schedule. They understand the, the, the little nuances of a game that maybe a computer doesn't understand, you know? So, I mean, I think we at least need to have that conversation at some point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: we're, we're close. I mean, we're, we're there. I mean, we have built a system that is light years ahead of what we used to have, which is what we all said at the top of the show. Yes. But, but there are some big glaring issues that I think need to be fixed. Um, And until they do, we're going to continue to have dissension. We're going to continue to have people become disenfranchised with the process. And so the two biggest things, again, by far are Getting all of the data in. If if we are committed to using max preps, okay, that's fine. But we have to make sure that all of that data is in. We have to. Otherwise, you're doing a huge disservice to to all the schools and athletes and coaches that are competing. And then the lack of transparency on the formula. Now, max preps. So here's Gary. He asks, if max preps got the formula from Calpreps, can't they just send it on to us? Saying they didn't make it is a cop out. The guy who created that formula is, hasn't released that to anybody. He has kept that under his hat, which is good on him because, you mm-hmm. know, if that got out, then his value goes down. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a the Colonel's
1: baseball team would rank. Max we Pre- don't stop Pre- eating chicken, right? Yeah, right. It's the
2: Colonel secret recipe.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, there is an option now where you can use the max preps rankings in conjunction with an RPI system. Utah does this. Other states do this where there is some transparency in, okay, we do know what the formula is and we do know how we can then best build our schedule to help our team out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's a really easy solution. If we're committed to using max preps, if you just you want to look at Idaho sports and go, sorry, you guys aren't good enough. You want to go with max preps. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a path that we can use where there is that transparency. And then it's simply putting somebody in charge of getting all the scores, just saying, oh, well, we didn't get them in. That's not good enough. Paul, I think those are two really easy fixes that could make all of this disappear.
1: Well, it is easy. I mean, if we were asked, um, we, 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 could export all of that data and hand it over. I mean, or they can just look at the website and go, okay, here's the final scores. And you know, if they're trusting Max preps with the ranking without scores, I think you can trust us with the scores, right? And and that's not too hard to just go, you know what what you and I both did on that last that last weekend, we went back to try and help. Well, we weren't trying to prove a point. We were just, hey, here's these scores, here's these scores. They didn't end up being entered. But say there's 10, 15 scores, 20 scores, whatever it was. Um, great. Just just look, we are more than happy to help. You know, we're not guarding our data at all. You know, it's not behind a paywall. It's out there for everybody. So if you go into it and, well, they didn't submit those scores. Well, we we had them. So use them. Use us as a resource. You know, we're, we're, that's what we're here for. Um, so th- there's really just no excuse. No, no excuse that I, I hear that makes any sense or is valid in my mind when we're doing it. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Scott pointed that out a few times, very eloquently I'll point out, that, yeah, if if it's, if it's we're doing it, it's doable. It's not like we're the smartest guys on the planet. No offense to everyone here. But if we're doing it, well, except Scott, if, if we're doing
2: it, it's doable, right? It, it is doable. You know, and the thing is, and I, I kind of want to reiterate this point too, and, and I really think we all feel the same way, is that, you know, we want what's best for Idaho. We want what's best for our, our schools and our kids. And if we're not included in that piece of the puzzle, which we all know that we're capable of doing, if we're not, then you know what? That's fine. It doesn't mean we're not going to stop fighting for our kids, fighting for our schools and our coaches in the state of Idaho, because that's who we are. And, and so this whole discussion is about making us better as a state, as a, as an athletic community. You know, not to do anything else. If we're part of it, fantastic. If not, you know what? We're still going to fight for doing what's right.
0: Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, And so thank you to everybody that tuned in tonight to watch this live. I know there were a lot of people that could not make it. This is an important topic that I think you should share with your friends, your families, coaches you know, parents you know. This is an important issue. And until, we raise our voice to these objections, nothing will change. We saw this uh, earlier in the, in the school year where the reclassification proposal was put forth overwhelming support board voted it down. State superintendents got together and said, not good enough overruled them. That's what it takes is a community effort. If one or two people voice concerns, that's not enough to affect change. And so I would encourage everybody to please hit the like button on this and share it with as many people that you think would would be served by listening to this conversation. And And maybe you disagree and you can tell the IHSA, I like the way things are going. Absolutely. Voice that opinion as well. And a lot I think, of the
1: coaches did say that.
0: Yes. I think more people need to voice their opinions. Scott, you and I talked about this mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago of, well, I'm one person. What What can I do? When we all are together... And it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, but the more input the board gets from the community, coaches, parents, etc., the more informed they can be, and that is how you can affect change. So please like this and share this um, so everybody can tune in and, and and listen to this as well. But Paul, Scott, and Logan, thank you so much for hopping on tonight and keeping it pretty I simple. Exactly my fault. I, I was not going to put that on there, Paul, but-
1: uh, I, my- a lot of caffeine makes me uh-huh. a little triggery
0: so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, anyways, uh, Paul, any final thoughts before we wrap up here?
1: I think it was a good discussion. Um, you know, I think all of us, all four of us, I know for a fact, I mean we had our pre-meeting yesterday and, and all of us kind of were, were nervous about what might be said, what should be said, how it should be said. Um, and you know we've all been doing this a long time i don't get nervous anymore broadcasting state championship games it just doesn't happen i was nervous today and i texted that out scott you said you were nervous mm-hmm. um we just don't get nervous anymore and i was nervous about this one just because of uh one the topic but two how strongly we all feel about the schools student athletes coaches the sports and and how that how that might come out and you said it in the beginning you know we're not we're not here to we didn't intend to bash anyone, offend. No, we're just saying, here's, here's what's happening. And we have the voice to say that, Um, you know, there's people that email us all the time that if they did a Facebook live, no one would hear it. We do a Facebook live and at least three people see it at least three or four sometimes. And, and, but we have that voice. And if we're not using that platform, you know, to, to help the schools and, and the student athletes, then we should just pack it in and, you know, get jobs at, Costco.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I don't want that. Uh, Logan, any concluding thoughts?
3: <laughs> I mean, just, just, I've said it a couple times. I just think that everybody just wants to know what they can do to help their team. It's not, um, you know, people just want to know what they can do to do it. Right. I think that that is the overarching thing here, right. Is people just want to be better. And, you know, each little school is its own, you know, micro community, right? It it is their own thing that is completely different than any other place. And everybody is just trying to do what's best for them. And obviously there's no spread thing that there's going to be issues no matter what, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be happy with everything, but we, and I think somebody said this, we can always be a little bit better. And, you know, if, if, if we can help with that, like Paul had said, like we want to help with that. Like we, there is a reason that, we go all literally all over the state to every little nook and cranny to cover games all year long because we, we care. Like we're, I don't know how many times I have unfortunately had to travel across the state with Paul. Like, you know, it it's, um, it's, it's, it stinks sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, how many times did Paul and I have we driven from the treasure Valley to Arco and back in the middle of the night, like getting home at four in the morning, like to do, these to do these games, you know, we, we're going all over the place cause we care. And I think I'm that leaving in eight hours to go to Preston, for example. And so, yeah. It, it's just, we care and we want to make sure that everybody, else, and, and I just, like I mentioned, I felt bad when I heard those words in the meeting or people were manipulating it. Cause I really don't think that that was fair to coaches and athletic directors. I think they're just trying to do, <laughs> I get this, I have four little kids and sometimes I'm like, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like I'm, my head's just above water here. I'm trying not to drown. And I think that they have that same – there is a lot. I'm sure Scott can speak to that. I'm just – we got our game scheduled. Sweet. Um, They're just trying to do what's best for their kids, and they're just kids at the end of the day. So um, hopefully that everybody can get what they want eventually so that they can know what they can do better for their team.
2: Yep. Scott, you get the last word. I've got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I – you know – Uh, we talk about this Brandon a lot on, on our Scott's thoughts podcast. It's always, always, always going to be about the kids. You know, the minute we start treating our kids like a business is the minute we lose the meaning behind what we're doing. And, and I think it's sometimes we get to that point, you know, and I think that's what makes us a little bit different is we've got all these personal relationships with these coaches, with these kids and, and, they care and we care. And like you said, Logan, we care. And that makes us different. And so the minute we start losing the fact that our behaviors, our actions, the way that we approach things aren't in the best interest of our kids is the minute we need to step aside and realize, you know what? Hey, I need to kind of check myself because I'm not doing it right. Yeah. The end right there doug
0: i love you guys because you love our kids thank you thank you doug thank you everybody who tuned in tonight again if you hit that like button and share this um all the people that were not able to watch this live tonight can watch it on replay but uh for paul kingsbury scott burton and logan green i'm brandon baney and we will be back to our regularly scheduled prep casts next week north idaho prep cast treasure valley prep cast Magic Valley PrepCast, and East Idaho PrepCast. So stay tuned to the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account for those episodes coming next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we are signing off here on IdahoSports.com. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.